Yeah. Hala, 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 hala. The Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian Avengers. So weak. So so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Got wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. You can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? Well? You like opium? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast. Yeah, yeah. The podcast for two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no one gives a fuck about. No one cares. Nobody cares about us, Fumi. They don't. Uh, my name is Fumi Abe. I'm your host. I'm uh, Mike Nguyen. For reals, nobody gives a fuck about Yeah, our number Asian. one thing. Uh, you mean number one thing as in the, the, the feedback that we're the getting? The number one feedback we get is um, we need less of you and Mike. <laughs> And we need more Asian women. We need more Asian women, <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. That has been such an overwhelming response. It's that like, is hey, absolutely. Love you guys. This we'll, is cool, but shut the fuck up. But seriously, we need to hear the Asian female point no, of view. We, it's yeah, like, we get it. Literally, we've been out for fucking ten, ten weeks. Ten, it's like, give us a fucking second. Just, can we just do can our we thing? Just talk for two seconds. Can, is it hard to hear two Asian guys talking for two seconds? It's infuriating. I not, mean, it not is, not too not mad about Asian women, just like no, it's infuriating because it's like, dude, we told you episode one that this is what we're doing, <laughs> and they're like, no, fuck that. We need Asian women. It's like, damn, there isn't an Asian women podcast. I mean, you know, do you know this is, this is a white space. I don't mean. Oh, I mean white space in the Oppor- marketing like marketing sense. sense Oppor- yes. Opportunities. I, know. I don't mean mar- a white space as in white people space. Although that is also that. <laughs> the, there's an opportunity for, um, you know, podcasts about two Asian women I, doing their thing. I really think they just need to get together. Look! Look at us. We're already telling them what to do. <laughs> Dude, the point is, stop attacking us for being <laughs> Asian dudes. We told you that's what we're doing. <laughs> We are trying to organize a guest though. So uh, we are, yeah, we're gonna get an Asian feel. I like how we're like, oh, hey, leave us alone, but we will listen to we'll you listen and to do needs. anything you say because we are desperate. We're desperate. We for are. Listen. I'm so alone. Listen, we're working on it. Okay, okay so we're just trying hard. Give us some time. Give but us in a the second. meantime, I'm in somebody's living room yeah. recording this. <laughs> in the meantime, just listen to our struggle, please. Like, uh, <laughs> ah, man. You had a you had a big week uh, two weeks ago. Was, I did. Well, yeah, it's been an interesting. Uh, it's been an interesting couple weeks. Uh, busy couple weeks, but uh, the biggest thing I did is I got to open for uh, Ronnie Chang. Awesome from the Daily Show. Amazing. Yes, at Caroline's. I should have plugged that on here. I never told anybody on the podcast. Not that they would give a shit, but I feel like you were kind of humble about it for some reason. I was, and usually you tell me all of your stupid shows. Like yep. every, oh, the, hey, I'm going to be at the in the basement of the Lantern this week, and two people will be there. But uh, come check me out; it's at 8 p.m. Or like it'll be like at 11:30 p.m. like on a Wednesday. I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah, I don't yeah. care about that. Um, but then you open for Ronnie, and you yeah. like barely told anybody. Yeah, I was pretty humble about it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. I was Caroline's is an interesting spot because it's in Times Square, so you get that touristy like kind of like dumb crowds and uh it's like a really nice club it is a really actually. nice club and if you're a tourist and you're offended i i am meaning to offend you so you <laughs> that know, was the whole point i hope you the whole, I hope, I hope i heard your feelings yeah we go read a fucking book um <laughs> i don't read the book so i don't care my favorite book is holes hi um <laughs> anyways so yeah i was a little scared because typically like because of that audience you know when you start doing jokes about your culture or just like you know if you're not talking about like family and kids it could be difficult to get a big laugh there but luckily his fans came out 
his fans are all Asian. So they love my shit. And it was a really fun time. You were there. Yeah, it was great. You did a great job. Ronnie, uh, I mean, who's our, who's the midliner? The um, Mike Lebovitz. He was great. Very funny. He, he, he did a lot of stuff about family. And then yeah. Ronnie's cool thing is that he does essentially a point of view of uh, someone visiting the United States. Yeah. So he talks about uh, how, you know, Amazon and 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 eating a lot and you know just being like a foreigner in america he does it in a very authentically ronnie way he's very angry yeah which is yeah, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that does help with like a point of view because I, I think that's every comedian's goal is to have like a very strong point of view yeah but if you're uh, analyzing america from a foreigner point of view like it's pretty that's a nice place to start you get to you get to hang hang out with him a little bit like what was yes like? i got to know him and he's so cool he's i was so happy because i thought you just never know with people on TV. Sure, you, know? you never know. You just, I thought he was going to be like a douche, but he was super cool, super nice. Um, we're very similar, like in the, our point of view on things. Mm, like body he's, type. Mm. But yeah, he's also short like me. <laughs> he's been doing comedy for about nine, ten years. He said he okay. started in Australia and I don't know. He's he just he's like uh, he's like us, you know, he's like an Asian guy, but he doesn't give a fuck. Like he just, you know, he doesn't feel that... Um, like he doesn't want to bitch about it, you know. Yeah. He's like an aggressive Asian guy in a good way. Yes. Um. So in so so in that from that perspective, we get along. And he was, I mean, the, the coolest thing, the reason why he reached out to me, and like a really cool thing he did it. So so the the opener was he he picked he purposely picked East Asian comedians. Hell yeah. To give him stage time, mm-hmm. and he told me he's like, I, I'm picking them because who else is gonna give him stage time? Because of course. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. That then you're doing we that. have to do. We have to jerk each other off because yes. no one will jerk us off. It was kind of like, that was like kind of my, uh, I don't, you know, like the Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock story? Uh, yes. Chris, it, Chris Rock was um, a busboy at the comic strip oh, and shit. Eddie Murphy was on and he was like, "Who um, is there a black comedian here? And he's like, Chris Rock is he's the only one. He's cleaning tables and they like put him up oh, and does awesome. like, you know, helping Eddie Murphy because he was so huge. He was helping out another black comedian you know for the community Asian people we always talk about this that, that doesn't really happen yeah, especially in comedy because we don't have a lot of like you know mm-hmm. famous Asian comedians right now who can do stuff like that but he actively like reached out to me like he saw me at some random show and I think he asked about me or something and then he he reached out to my email and uh, it, the there were four shows I believe he booked he booked four different Asian comedians which is super cool that's amazing that's basically all of them yes all exactly. of us. but the coolest thing he did is um, I won't say her name but the I did the early show mm-hmm. and there's also a Friday 10 o'clock show mm-hmm. and uh, the person hosting that one, she is an Asian female comedian and she's only been doing comedy for four months and she came in, she, she was like the sweetest girl and she came in and she was like, oh yeah, I, like she also went to Harvard so she was like very like confident as a person, you know, like just that Harvard swag, that Harvard hit, she had that she Harvard swag, her but she just kind of came in and, and Ronnie was like, oh, how long have you been doing comedy? She's like four months. I've never hosted. <laughs> oh my so, god <laughs> and she's like i might tank this and she's like and he's like you know what it doesn't matter just you know because he was like that's why i'm doing this is because yeah. no one's gonna give you like when's the next time you're gonna get to do caroline's you know absolutely i mean maybe next week because she's from harvard so they can do it right if she probably owns caroline what was crazy is when i when i was in that room hearing the situation part of me was like dude that's fucking cool that ronnie's doing that like supporting the asian community but yep. but the com- comedy part of me the comedy part of me that fucking grinded for like four and a half straight years just to fucking get the <laughs> just same to get thing the she same got spot. was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> but then i watched her and 
She was pretty good. She really? Was, she was very smart. She had like these smart jokes. Very opposite. The opposite style of my, my jokes. Right. Like, your, your jokes are so yeah. dumb. I mean, obviously, she's four months in, so she wasn't doing, like, she she like, yeah. didn't do much crowd work and stuff, you know? But, like, considering she was four months in, oh my God. she was pretty damn good. And, um, you know, also, like, they were excited to see Ronnie, and she's Asian, so she was doing Asian jokes and stuff. But I was very, very impressed. Um, hmm. It just got me thinking, like, you know, um, maybe, maybe, maybe like this whole grinding thing wasn't necessary like maybe i should have found it's a different not. way <laughs> it's you know it's one of those things i think there's a there's being good at comedy for what i would what we call civilians for yeah. like regular people yeah and there's good comedy for other comedians yeah and i think we're trying to be i think for a long time you're trying to be good for other comedians for other comedians yeah which usually means you're really 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 good for for a regular audience yeah if you can do that and uh, other comedians can see you know like i can tell when somebody walks on stage if, how long they've been doing comedy right right you right, want right. they want uh, like new comics take the mic out of the thing and then they don't move the mic stand right so it's in front of their face it's right in front of their yeah. face the whole time <laughs> you can just tell you can also tell if somebody is too confident like mm -hmm. if you know if, at, at about like at about like 18 months to two years yeah you're okay at comedy and but i can tell you're like too confident yeah yeah you yeah, know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. you're like oh, you know sometimes that can backfire absolutely yeah. absolutely so you're trying to kind of grind your way through to the point where you know when we see a really good headliner like ronnie yeah. right um you, you can just go he's at a he's he's at another like plane of existence of comedy yes, yes. and a regular quote-unquote regular person might not be able to differentiate but other comics and you know agents and that sort of thing people with that kind of knowledge will be yeah. like okay that guy's that guy's what's up yeah yeah so we're trying to we're trying to do that but yeah but to, but to get laughs that's a fairly straightforward process it is a straightforward process and you know what i learned from watching her is like first of all uh harvard people are the shit like i think if you go, i think if you go to harvard here's the thing if you go to harvard you are not a loser and so if you're not a loser you're gonna already be pretty good at something like public speaking, which includes comedy. Interesting. Because if you're a fucking loser, which a lot of comedians are, yeah. If you're a fucking loser and you don't have jokes, yep. Um, you're they're, they're gonna hate you. Yes. Especially at a place like Caroline. You, you have to be. You, you, you have to, to be, be likable. Like, you know? Of course, she was or extremely something. like. There was something about her where it was like she just sounded so fucking smart, and so even when she wasn't getting the last, people were like. Okay, interesting. Keep yeah, going. I'm writing this well, yeah, down. But but like that's not a skill that I have. I had to some fucking dumb as shit. So I, I had to like work <laughs> on my jokes. And I had to like fucking really get them with my humor for them to be like, okay, now we're gonna listen to you. you know? Right. Um. So it was, like, it was just kind of cool to see somebody who has like a completely different thing going on. Hmm. Um. But very. I mean, she's probably gonna be famous next year. So you yeah, know. probably. She probably already has like a a, a writing. <laughs> you know, wrote, wrote <laughs> she a probably book. does, dude. But that's the thing. You know, you yeah. go around. You go. Oh, I want to kill myself now. You know? <laughs> Thank you very much, Rumi. Thank you very much. And uh, the 11th episode is the last episode. And I'm finding a rope. Thank you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, now we got a new segment. We're going to call it Fail of the Week. Hashtag fail. I don't hashtag know. Do people still fail. use hashtags? I don't know. Yeah. People still use hashtags. Yeah, we're cool. Huh? Check we- us out on MySpace. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> so, uh, Fail of the Week. This week's Fail of the Week uh, comes from Whole Foods. Whole Foods. First of all. They've wronged us. They <laughs> you have dishonored us, our family. Um, they uh, a Whole Foods. Uh, there's a there's a restaurant. Whole Foods paired with kind of partner with this restaurant. Yeah, this Asian pan Asian restaurant. Mm-hmm. They opened it up, and the name of the restaurant is Yellow Fever. Yellow Fever. Yellow Fever. So. It gets a little bit of a twist here because the owners of it are Korean and they were trying to come up with a name that they, in their in their minds, wasn't quote-unquote stereotypical. Right. And what so, are the, some of the stereotypical names? That- you know, dragon or jade. <laughs> and so instead... Bamboo. <laughs> they, went, they went straight descriptive. Yellow. Got it. Fever. Because it's hot. They I kept, don't know. They keep describing it as like, it's tongue-in-cheek. Like it just rolls off your... It's just easy to say. It's catchy. It's, that, that's what they said in the article they're like you know, it's catchy i will People say remember it. it is very catchy because uh, <laughs> because it's a fucking slur <laughs> <laughs> you know what's real catchy the n-word yeah. yeah you know i just i'm always thinking about it uh yeah so they opened you know what's weird is that i feel it's there's like five things you shouldn't say to an asian person that's mm-hmm. it yeah that's it there's a couple <laughs> of things a oriental don't call us that Yellow fever. Don't say that. <laughs> Ching uh, chong. Ching chong. Gook. The slanty eyed eye thing. Yeah. Don't do any of those five things. Just the f- anything else we're okay with pretty much. You but, pretty much could do whatever you yeah. want. You know? And <laughs> it's just like we could. I think we should write a pamphlet where there's the, these are the five. Where, how do a, how do how do not offend an Asian person in five easy Asians steps? Asians for dummies. It's one page. It's just one page, right? You know, all the other races, you know, there's a lot of uh, socioeconomic history you have yes. to understand yes. about, you know, the black experience. You have to sort of understand, you know, uh, dreamers and, 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 and the Latino culture. Yep. They're very complicated. You got to go to school. There's African-American studies, yep. you know, all that stuff. Gender studies. Yep. Asian people. Five things. Five things. <laughs> I mean, Yellow fever is one of them. It's insane because uh, it is owned by an Asian person. Yeah. And she claims, that she claims that it's not racist. And part of the reason why she's saying that is because she's Asian. So I think there's that part of like, bro, like I'm Asian, calm down. Everybody. Okay, hold on here. You know what? You know what is the thing is that if I was at this Whole Foods uh, getting my $30 beer or whatever it is, yeah. and I saw this place... I don't know. I guess I would just I would just be like, well, let's give it a shot. Like I would go in there oh, yeah. and see like what kind of rice bowls you got. That's how strong the Whole Foods brand is. That you know, <laughs> you know, it's still probably kind of good. Yeah, you're eating there. You're like, oh, this uh, this kimchi is not bad. Yeah. It is giving me the yellow fever. You know, it's pretty tasty. You walk out of there with like a slogan in your head. Yeah, I'm like you know, this isn't this isn't so bad. I I think um, I I think I. I I can't wait to read the Yelp reviews about this oh place. Oh my God. We, we got to read the Asian Yelp reviews about yellow fever. Absolutely. It's going to be delicious. And we are back with more race news. Yeah. That That's was the race news. We were just listening to the clip of a little clip of uh, the trailer for Crazy Rich Asians, yeah, which Crazy is coming Rich out. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. So if you don't know, listeners, if you don't know what it is, which I'm sure all of you do, because you're probably all Asian, I would uh, assume. I think there's like, I think one of my white friends listens to this. Actually, Hi, Justin. Somebody somebody from, I, I did a show 
couple days ago and somebody was like, hey, I love your podcast. And he was like an Irish guy. He was from Ireland. Really? Yeah. It was very interesting. Oh, well, hello, Dublin. <laughs> Shouts, to Shouts to Dublin. Dublin and Guinness. I think beers. that uh, Irish people are sort of the Asians of like the 1850s. Yeah. The Asians you know of Europeans. Came yeah. over here, hardworking. Yep. Yep. People didn't like them for no reason. Yep. 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 And uh, now they own tons of bars. Yeah. So that's pretty sick. That's the, the, the Asians. Yeah, I, don't know Irish. If, I don't know if they, they take that as a compliment, but. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, we were we were watching the trailer. We we're looking at the cast and uh, a lot a lot of uh, good looking people here. We got Constance yes. Wu, who yeah. I love. Yeah, uh, Henry Golding, who's he's the half guy, right? I think so. He's like the most ex- <laughs> that guy with the he's, British accent he's a, for no reason. He's he's a, he's acceptably Asian. Yeah, <laughs> you know he is still, like Hollywood is going to be like all right. I um <laughs> his jawline's good. I know this is super not PC to say, but when uh there is a half Asian person playing an Asian role, it's yeah. not good enough for me. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. Because it's like I, I sure he's fifty percent Asian. I get that, but it's like that's not the point. The point is you got to put somebody who fucking looks really Asian. Yeah, on TV, you have him Asian. AF as fuck right. in Nothing there. wrong with that guy. I'm just no, saying it's it's a point to put like a Bobby Lee's face on there. You know, it's, it's a fuck. It's a fucking. You're making a point by yeah, putting like exactly this man who just looks like a Bobby Lee. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about him for a second. You know, you know that guy's funny. Holy shit, he's hilarious. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he looks like that. He looks like that. Also, he came up when there were really no other Asian co- co- comedians. He I was am, like, man. He was a trollblazer on Mad TV and shit. Uh, yeah, so Crazy Rich Asians coming out. It's uh, it was based on a 2013 novel by Kevin Kwan. Uh, it's I, about Singapore, right? It's about it's a, it's about rich Asian Singapore. It's rich Singaporeans, right? And it's, I think the movie's about this girl named Rachel who is an Asian American mm-hmm. and she falls in love with a rich ass Singapore Asian guy, right? Um, but which is cool for the Asian community. We're we're making movies. This is gonna be like a Hollywood movie. Are you are you interested in seeing it? No, not really. Are Me you? neither. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Why? Why? I think we're supposed to. We're supposed to be pumped. And this is something is off. Okay, and some, something is a little off. And and some of the criticism which we're gonna talk about yeah. is all is also I think directs this. And this is what's tricky about being Asian again. Yeah, is that it's hard to when we say Asian. Yeah, that's like three billion fucking people. <laughs> And there's like all kinds of different, you know, people and yeah. stuff like that. It'd be like saying like crazy rich Europeans, right? Right, right. There's right, no right. way you would be able to like lump them all together. Like, yeah. you know, that's like a huge country or a huge uh, uh, continent. Yeah. So with crazy rich Asians for it, it, you got the Americans like ourselves, like we're, I'm, I am, I am excited. It's like cool. Yeah. But like, is this Asian American? It's not Asian American. No. It's about Singapore. It's like it starts here, but then they get the fuck out of America. <laughs> And they're no, like, "No, come back! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the issues are here." Wait, hold on. You know, I want to talk about this, but then he gets on a fucking jet airliner and flies Dude, to Singapore. It's, I mean, it's obviously based on a book, but it's just like so ridiculous that like they're like finally gonna make an Asian movie. Yeah. And like, how do we justify so many Asians? We're gonna go to Asia. Like, that's, <laughs> can, can it be in Texas? No, we're gonna go to Singapore. No, that makes no sense. Yeah, let's uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Also, um, you know, they're also rich AF, so that way it's nice and not relatable to anybody. Yeah. So I, yeah, there was. <laughs> I mean, we talk about relatability but it's tough because like black panther is about like glowing spears and shit yeah <laughs> black people got super excited about that but that's also a fucking cool movie that is cool like, race aside it's a cool movie it i was cool. excited about that before i knew about the racial purpose behind it you right know? i was it like is, oh dope like sounds exciting yeah because I, I like superhero movies but um, this one this is so this is kind of uh, it's also getting criticism from singaporeans yes right because and, and only, malaysians there was a tweet that went viral about how it only represents 
it does not represent the 25% of the Singaporeans who are not that rich. Singapore is a very rich country. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Very, very expensive um, to live there. And they were saying that the accent, somebody was like, I, I just watched the trailer. Only one person had the correct Singaporean accent. Hmm. Um, that's getting nitpicky, man. See, this is, that's why this is, it's very difficult to do this thing because, you know, Singapore, very diverse uh, place. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, East Asians, there's a lot of South mm-hmm. Asians there, and there's all these different kinds of people mixing together. There's a lot of kind of like Britishness in it too. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, all these things, so like it's going to be tricky to. And then you know this is, um, you know, an American thing also. So then yeah. there's America in there, yeah, and it's just a fucking mess. It's all it's it's all over the place. But I don't know. Good well, luck. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, what do you think about the accent cr- criticism? It's like, have I you heard the Singaporean accent? I didn't even know that was a thing. It's super ugly. I don't. There's. I know why they didn't do it because it sounds ridiculous. I don't even know what it's, it sounds it's like. It's like a mix of. Um, I'm just imagining Australian. Is it like no, Australian? No, no. Singaporean accents. It's very distinct. It's not sexy. Um, <laughs> because it's. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. Like I lived there for a year, and uh, they have like lived there for a year. Yeah, you didn't know that. I lived oh. there from '96 to '97. Oh shit! How how you how old were you? Like uh, I was like, like six. Oh, do you remember it very well? Well, I was in a very isolated community. Like I was, I only hung out with Japanese people. I'm gonna say it. Uh, that place doesn't is, and I'm gonna say this as an American. Yeah, that place sounds like it sucks dick. Singapore. Yeah, uh, there's like no food freedom. is fucking good, okay, but it's very tight. strict. Like you, they don't sell gum there. Oh well, fuck you! And if you, it's, it's it's illegal to slit spit on the street, and then if you sm- like uh, weed, if you get caught with weed, um, you can get be executed. See, okay, fuck all that shit yeah. as an American, all right? right. I, I want my guns. <laughs> I want my oh, gum. I said, I said gum. No, I want guns oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want guns. I want gum. I want to be able to spit on the street. Yep. That's New York City, baby. That's you know what I'm City, saying? Yeah. That's opposite of New York see, City. Do you you think can buy that... weed anywhere. You can spit on anybody. Yeah, anybody. People. Not even on people. It doesn't matter. <laughs> spit on the ground. Somebody's like, oh, cool. Thanks, thanks man. And then you, you spit on them on yeah. the back. Do you think that's part of the reason why this isn't like 100% a win for Asian Americans? Because it's not even really about America. And there's all these things like Singapore, like uh, maybe a lot of Asian Americans don't know much about Singapore. Like I don't, I mean, I lived there, but I don't remember that much, but I was in a very isolated community, but like you don't know anything about Singapore. So it's like, how is this any, you know, what's this doing for you? Um, It's not doing nothing <laughs> and and it's another thing too because i mean thematically there are there are a lot of like rich asians and like we're in a time right now where okay so like in the 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. people were very like kind of afraid of the rising rising east you know Ch- japan because mm-hmm. japan was getting a lot of money the economy's doing really well uh now you guys are in the shitter but like mm-hmm. you know for yep. a while you guys were, were kicking ass and people yep. were kind of like oh this is kind of kind of weird yep now the same thing's sort of happening now 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 with china yep yep and so i think people are trying to like grapple with that i guess i don't know i don't want to i don't know i don't know if you want to say threat but yeah. people well, are I trying to say threat. yeah it's yeah. just like you know like they're, they're trying to like figure all that out yeah and um and as an asian dude who's not chinese who's not rich not singaporean or crazy <laughs> or crazy <laughs> you know um you know this is that's a whole i, I you know I don't have 
anything related to that i've never been on a jet i'm not interested in going to uh vanilla ass singapore right right right, right. And, at this you know, point it's more relatable if they made like an asian superhero movie because at, no, at least it's like i am i have courage you no know? i have much more affinity to wakanda right because <laughs> conceptually it might be more relatable yeah right it sucks because they're like doing it for us i guess are they i, I think so who's doing what for who the Asian directors are <laughs> putting Asian people in movies for Asian Americans to have more you know role what? models. This is the thing about Hollywood too, is that like, okay, in order for us to show these Asian people, again, jets, uh, outlandish, uh, <laughs> like locale. Crazy. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle Yeoh, because like there's like two famous Asian actresses and she's one of them. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to do that. You just have to just go to where regular Asian people live. Go to houston and go to a uh fall restaurant and just like there's weird shit happening in there right you know there's weird shit happening in there i right. promise you and you could just make a story <laughs> I about can guarantee you just make a movie about that and you don't have yeah. you won't have to get michelle yo in there you won't have to get anything about like weird singaporean accents you won't have to go to singapore to shoot anything right you can smoke weed still yeah and it'll be awesome <laughs> i just saved you 50 million dollars <laughs> This is a Hollywood consultant, Michael Nguyen. All right, we are at a segment called Unsung Heroes. Yeah, yeah. This is where we give shout outs to Asian Americans in this country doing big things, um, not getting a lot of love, maybe not famous yet, uh, but we're just going to talk about them, spread the awareness, as we say in marketing. Yes, and, it's, it's uh, all about getting um, that uh, that reach. That reach. I mean, it's it's. But these are like very talented people that I think deserve more attention. If not, they will get it very soon. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like that. Uh, we are trying to give them attention with our hundreds of, <laughs> maybe dozens of listeners. I know. Hey, you guys should check this guy out. You know. <laughs> But you never know who's listening. All it takes is one guy in the industry to right? be like, one thing. these two Asian guys, not that cool. But this rapper they're about to talk about, oh, very cool. Oh, shit. That guy's dope. Signed, Sony, the next Asian car. All right, who's this guy? This guy is a rapper. His name is Miyachi. And he's a, he's a half Japanese uh, rapper. And he's really, really fucking good. Uh, I can't play his songs probably for copyright reasons, but um, maybe play a little clip, maybe you know, just a no, little. No, I don't think we seconds. can. Yes, you come on now. Okay, maybe I will. <laughs> but um, it's fucking good. And um, he, what, what's interesting about him is I think he, I see, I, I couldn't find like a bio on him because again, he's like super underground right now. Mm. But I think he grew up in Japan, or maybe he like went to an American school because his Japanese is very good. Oh, okay, vocabulary wise, and his English is very good. So yep. that. That means he had good education in both languages, which is either like he grew up in New York. I think he lives in New York now. Maybe he was born here originally. Mm. But I, I think he had to have lived in Japan at one point because or he went to like an old Japanese school because his Japanese is is very good. Um, but he goes back and forth with his rap. He go he, he raps in Japanese, some of the chorus, and he mm -hmm. goes back into English. He kind of switches. And Japanese is a very like every letter ends with a vowel. Mm. So it's kind of like Spanish in a way. Yeah. So like it's good for rap. Yeah, um, it's very rhythmic. It's very percussive. Mm -hmm. So like it kind of flows, but it's cool because I think as of re like recently, you we've been seeing more, um, especially in rap music. Yes, you you see a lot of language swaps. People mm -hmm. go in and out of Spanish. People going in and out of yep. English, and like it's kind of cool to see people doing that with an Asian language. And then he actually does it in like kind of a a pretty cool way, which I didn't even know was possible. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the cool thing about hip hop is like 
you sneak a little hip hop in a different person's culture and it kind of makes it cool. Mm. You know, it's the, yes. old, it's the, it's really one of the only mediums where you can do something like that. You know, mm. you can take that Asian riff. Da, 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 da. That's not cool. <laughs> no. But if it was like, Oh, look at you, Fubi. Look at you with the beatboxing. Right. People are like, Oh, this is, I'm going to grind to this. I'm getting a little boner. I know. That's why hip hop is so amazing. I mean, we haven't really talked about it, but like, I mean, I'm a big fan of hip hop. You're a hip hop guy. I love hip hop and um it really is incredible it's it's one of those art forms that you know you see a lot of asian dudes into it a lot of uh, asian people are into it and it's like you know there's dumbfounded and there's like a couple of um asian rappers but it's been hard to kind of like break through yeah i think there's there's definitely asian rappers from asia we got black that brian guy um oh yes rich rich chiga rich chiga yeah yeah and uh change his name <laughs> change his name now yeah I'm, maybe I, I can't say it. I don't know, whatever uh so brian um we got um you know, this uh, we got a, we got a couple of Asian rappers coming up. Um, who's that one? Is he Korean? The guy who does that Ichima song. Ichima. Yeah, you know that song. Mm-mm. All right. Well, anyway, so we got a couple of uh, Asian rappers coming up, and it's cool to see. And I think there's a nice synergy with. It could be cheesy, you know, yeah. but um, I mean, Wu Tang is fucking named Wu Tang, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they it's there's there's something about those cultures that kind of mix that kind of nicely like yeah. that delicious korean taco yes and, um, and you know that's the taco is the is the analogy we always use but i do believe in that because i'm saying this because i was i'm recently jamming to the new cardi b album oh shit. so good and she's got a song in there called i like it which she takes like a pretty tra- i mean i don't know if she wrote the song or not whoever the producer is takes this like pretty traditional latin salsa song mm and they apply this hip hop beat over it, but you, usually in the past when that happens, they just sample like a little bit of it, yeah. And it's like it's like ninety percent like hip hop, American right. hip hop. But this one, they in every part of the song they maintain this Latin rhythm, so you always hear that piano in the background, and it feels Latin. But mm. they, she like raps over it, and then there's like a Spanish rapper, and I just thought it was really like a cool thing, like where. Like the language back and forth thing is sweet because there's like two cultures. And yep. It sounds cool. It sounds fucking cool. You know, anytime you can show off another person's culture and make it look cool, that's the best because people are, are get into it. Yeah, right? absolutely. The problem with a lot of Asian cultures, like it's not always, other than food, it's not always that cool. So people are like, I don't, why is he taking off his shoes? Like, what's you know going what I mean? on like, here? What's, yeah. Yeah. What's with the little bento boxes? Well, you know, what's with the pencil cases? Oh. <laughs> these, are the, 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 these are the things I had in high school. They're like, what, yeah, why, do you, have any, why, why do you have a separate eraser? Why don't you just use the one attached on your big pen? Well, fuck <laughs> off, Rachel. Okay. This eraser is amazing. Did you ever try to uh, rap? Um, like freestyle or anything? No. I think when I was in fifth grade, I liked rap. I liked Aaron Carter. And uh, that, that's. <laughs> I'm from Ohio. Barely counts, but okay. <laughs> so like, I think I like wrote a rap one time with my friend. Oh shit! Um, for fun. Yeah. It was about like how the lunch sucks. That's, that's my struggle. Because <laughs> I thought I, I really didn't like is... I really didn't like American lunch. I thought American food, um, a cafeteria food in America sucked ass. Complaining about food is a fifth grader's version of fuck the police. <laughs> you know, that's the same thing. It really was. It really was. So I, I think I rapped about that. I mean, have you? Because you're really into like hip hop culture, hip hop yeah, clothing. Yeah, I'm so bad like, at it. I mean, I'm not. Music- have you? But have you ever tried to? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was. I'm very not musically inclined, and so I yeah, I would try to like freestyle with my friends. And some of my friends could freestyle, uh, not awesome, but like could they could do yeah. it a little bit. And I would be like, Yo, my name is Mike, and I'm here to say. And I would be like, Oh my god, I'm like the worst '80s rapper you've ever seen. <laughs> Every time you start with Yo, 
my yeah. name is yeah. no. And then, no, 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 no. And, then, and then I would just like just hang my head in shame. That's so funny. That's so like so um, that's like a white guy at a wedding doing an electric slide. You know? That's yeah, like, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> it's like oh, this fucking. It's like oh, here we go again. So, but um, you know, shout shout to this. Uh, yeah, shout to Miyachi. Check out check out his songs. It's really good. He's only have the one song. He has a bunch. Of songs. He has a bunch of songs on SoundCloud. He's like a SoundCloud rapper. Oh, that's man, see, like that's a, the that's thing. like a term now. What does that mean? Well, SoundCloud you know, it's that rapper. one guy, that little pump dude, came up that way. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, it's like a whole scene now of like SoundCloud like rapper. rappers. That's, you know, that's like the mixtape now, you know, like yeah. um, it's not it's not the dude trying to get you to get his CD on the street. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, I don't have a CD player anymore, bro. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> and also, why you on SoundCloud? How man? do people spread their love now? Like uh, they just tell hey, find me, on, find me on Instagram, find me on SoundCloud. Yeah, it's all about social media player. Yeah. You know? So that's how people find us. We're. We're the freestyle rappers of comedy. Yes, you know? we are. We're freestyling. And yeah, I hope you like what we got. And da, da, I'm da, here da. to say, hey, ha ha, ha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring it, <laughs> ha. I'm the hype. I'm very good at being a hype man, you know? I think I'd be a great hype man. I, I, I wanted to do this thing where um, I wanted to do comedy, but with a comedy hype man. <laughs> so every time you bomb, like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> And then he he says the punchline with me. Oh, like, they, but that's what hype men do at rap yeah, concerts, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> what's the deal with airline food? It's terrible. Oh, oh my God. This is, man, I somehow made hip hop not cool. <laughs> How did I do that? I'm that uncool. You can't, you can't, so you want the hype man to be like Asian or just any anybody? Ideally, he would be a cool black guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you can't have a black and be like, just waiting for you in the back like, hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And I got a small dick. Oh like, shit! <laughs> you know he's waving the towel at me and shit like that. Oh. Oh, that would be that's fun. Um, I would love to see a hype man with you when you're bombing. That's an interesting. Cause how does that dynamic work? Cause mm. a hype man feeds off the energy from the crowd, but if you're not getting any laughs, he'd be like, yep, get him, get him in the next one, Mike. Yeah, get, <laughs> snutting, snutting, and he would just sit down and he just starts going on his phone. <laughs> and he's like, come on, Gary, you were supposed to help me out. Come on, Terry. Damn. Oh, that's great. Anyways, check out Miyachi. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. That was episode 11. Just a couple of plugs before we get out of here. Uh, we have a monthly comedy show that we produce together called Hack City Comedy. The next one's happening May 16th, Wednesday at 8 p.m. at Black Cat Alley S. The address is 172 Rivington Street. It's right off the Delancey F-stop. Uh, or the SXM, uh, come check it out. It's always a good time. We always have comedians who've been on TV and shit. Uh, also, please follow us on Instagram. You can find me at the Fumi Abe, T H E F U M I A B E. You can find Mike at Nice Pants Bro. You can also email us. We're looking for guest suggestions, people who you think might be good on the podcast. Let us know, and you can reach out to us uh, via email at Asian Not Asian Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, also keep telling your friends about the podcast. We're trying to figure out who our audience is. Keep leaving those reviews. Those have been super helpful. So thank you to those who've been doing that. Um, and other than that, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever. Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. 
From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.